You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Hello, welcome to the Changing Lives podcast. Um, I am not co-pastor Elena Robertson, obviously, but I am her oldest son, um, Daniel Robertson III, if you want my full government name. Um, but I'm excited today um, to take over, and normally I'm on the other side of the camera and, you know, working the audio and things, but uh, it's a little weird being on this side. But um, I want to um, share a word today um, that I believe will help uh, so many, no matter where you are at in your walk. Um, and I, I want to go off the subject, stay in your lane. When I hear stay in your lane, I think about uh, driving on the highway and not so much me necessarily staying in my lane, but sometimes if you, you know, all of us have maybe had somebody, a car or uh, an 18 wheeler or whatever it is, starts to veer off into your lane. And, you know, one thing that we say, hey, man, you know, stay in your lane, like, you know, wake up. You know, sometimes a person is falling asleep and, you know, other things are happening. But there are so many detrimental things that happen when you don't stay in your lane. It can cause an accident. Um, it can delay um, you getting to where you need to go. Um, in some cases, it can even cause death. And how that uh, relates spiritually is that, you know, I believe that we all have a course. We all have a, a set path. And I believe that it's key for us to stay in the lane that God has designated for us. There are other people, there are, you know, friends, family, people that you don't know, people that you do know, and everybody's running their race. But it's key that we stay in our lane and we stay um, the course that we are destined to stay in. Um, one other thing that can happen when you don't stay in your lane, it doesn't necessarily have to be an accident. Um, sometimes if you're supposed to be, you know, if you're, you're on a three-lane highway, Let's say you're supposed to be all the way over to the right um, because your exit is coming up in 0.5 miles and you're all the way in the left lane. Being in the wrong lane can cause you to miss the exit. Um, it can cause things to take longer. You have to you know, try to get off on the next one when you can finally get over and come back around. Um, you know, there are uh, instructions. There are plans. There's um, directions uh, for our lives. And each one of us is different. And it's important that we stay in our lane to be able to accomplish those things. So the first um, point, I, I normally teach off of three points. Um, I believe that it helps uh, to retain. And so uh, the first one that I want to say is understand the plan. All right. So understanding the plan that, that God has set for us is so important. Um, understanding the directions. You know, when I was very young, before phones and all this stuff was out, before cars had navigation systems, um, I would see my parents go on MapQuest and they would download the directions um, in order to get to where we needed to go. Now, sometimes those were even hard to follow. And I vividly remember, you know, we would always stop at a gas station and my dad's asking the person, how do, how do I get to such and such? And the person's like, yeah, you go three miles down, take a right. When you see the red barn, you know, go this way and, you know, those type of things. And then, you know, as things progressed, um, we have directions on our phones and our cars and there, there's a set plan um, 
uh, for the destination that we need to go to. So it's important that we understand it. Um, we can know, yes, I need to get to grandma's house. Um, we probably should know where our grandma's house is, but let's, let's do something else. Let's say we're going to a new place uh, that we've never been to before. And we understand that we need to be there, but we've never traveled that road before. Um, it's important that we understand how to get there and the technology and different things that we have definitely assist us in knowing, you know, where to turn, how to get there, how long it's going to take, um, any detours that may come up, you know, but in the spirit realm, you know, our GPS, our navigation is the Holy Spirit. Um, it's God himself. You know, he, he, he lets us know how to get to where we're going. If we need to, you know, um, watch out for this, this is coming up, a hazard is coming up. God um, lays out the plan for us. So Jeremiah 29, 11, a scripture that a lot of us are familiar with. And Jeremiah 29, 11 is used to teach, you know, hope, you know, a future. You know, it, it, it's, it's used a lot of times to just give us courage to know that God has a plan for us. Um, but I want to key in on the plans. And so, um, and, and notice how many times it says you when I read this. So, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. So, um, God's saying, for I know the plans. Um, the key with our relationship with God is that he downloads the plan to us. It may not always be all at once. Sometimes it's little by little. Um, and so it's key that we trust God, but God knows the plans. And so he's the one that we need to go to and that we need to seek to know what those plans are for our life. And then, of course, you know, plans to give us a future, plans to prosper us, um, to give us hope. It's great to know that, OK, I'm not just on this plan or this journey uh, for no good. No, God wants the best for us. So it's key that we know that, but he knows the plans. And so we have to seek him so that those plans can be downloaded. Um, the, the second thing is that there's no use in having navigation or having um, directions if you're not going to follow them. So the second point that I would say is to follow those plans as those instructions are given, as you're seeking God, you have to follow those plans. And so follow it. Um, you know, I have two young children and I expect for them to follow directions. If I tell them to stop, you know, um, coloring with markers on our nice sofa in the living room, I expect for them to stop. You know, if uh, if 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 um, I'm going somewhere and the GPS is saying turn this or do that, I'm going to follow those directions. Especially if I don't, if I have not been already where I'm going. And so it's very key. It's very simple. We have to follow the plans. There's a scripture um, when Jesus is performing his first miracle, and 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 Jesus's mom told you know whoever was around, whatever he says to you, do it. It's plain and simple. But sometimes. You know, sometimes as guys, like even with me, there can be a place that I have been, you know, it could be 10 years ago I went to this place. And instead of using the directions, I'll try to figure it out on my own. And sometimes there's uh, sometimes there's a, a, a sense of accomplishment when I'm able to find that place. But it always takes a little bit longer than it would have taken if I would have already known the directions. And so 
sometimes, you know, whatever it is, uh, we say following directions should be easy, but whether it's pride, whether it's we feel like we should do it this way or do it that way, sometimes we can get off course because we are not following instructions. I have a scripture um, for follow it um, that deals with not only should you follow those instructions um, or answer the call or answer whatever God is telling you to do, but you should do it to the best of your ability. Um, so many times I see, uh, you know, people, they are looking forward to the end place. You know, maybe God told them that they're going to be over a ministry one day or they're going to run this business and do these different things. But God has also given us instructions for where we are to be diligent over those things. And so it's important that the instructions are followed. It's important that we do whatever it, it is that we're assigned to do right now in an excellent way and with our heart all the way in it. And so this scripture is found in Colossians 3.23. And it says in the New International Version, it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord not for human masters. The New Living Translation says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you're working for the Lord rather than for people. So this is another thing. Um, sometimes if we're doing something that nobody sees, it's easy to cut corners. It's easy not to do something all the way when people aren't watching. But then even if people are watching, sometimes we do different things because people are watching or, or we may, you know, go this extra mile because people are watching. That's the wrong motive. Everything we, we do, we should do it with our whole hearts as unto the Lord. And so, you know, whether that's, um, you know, uh, you know, just from my life, you know, I'm, I'm at church all the time. You know, we've um, I work here at, at the ministry and there may be different things. So what people may see is, OK, those opportunities that I may get sometimes to stand in front of people and minister, people see that. But what people don't see is me cleaning up my office or me um, picking up um, a piece of trash that's out in the parking lot, um, cleaning up after myself. If I'm, you know, like right now we're on a set, you know, we're in co-pastor's office, but we got things set up, cleaning up those things. Um, going the extra mile to be excellent, even when people are not watching, not cutting the corner, but doing things all the way. And it's not for people. Um, so many times, if you're motivated by people, um, your motives are wrong. It's important to have the right motives with this because that is a key. Because like I said, when people aren't present, you will tend to cut corners if that's your motivation. But if your motivation is for the Lord, he sees everything. And the more we do it unto God, the more that that God identity becomes a part of us. And so we should strive to follow the instructions and follow them with the spirit of excellence. All right. So the third point and the title of this whole podcast, stay in your lane. We know how annoying it is when you're driving and someone else uh, veers into your lane. But now let's look at ourselves and ask ourselves, am I in my lane? Am I following the instructions that God has set for me? A lot of times, uh, you know, especially being a part of church and, you know, having friends and family, we can look in, at the successes of other people. We can look at the paths of other people and we can be inspired. We can celebrate with people, 
but we have to be very careful as to not um, start veering into their lane because we got our eyes on what they're doing and we're not listening to the instructions or, or the lane that God has set you in. So I have a scripture um, for this as well. And I, and I think the scripture uh, is, is actually three. It's found in Hebrews 12, one. This is in the NIV version. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the mark, the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith for the joy set before him, he endured the cross scorning at shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Um, while it's a lot there, it's a lot there, but let's try to, um, let's try to unpack it. Um, so it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. A lot of times we think of, immorality as far as sin and different things, but looking at someone else in a different lane and, and wanting what they have, um, that's literally, um, uh, a sin, you know, that that's laid out of like, you should not covet what belongs to somebody else. Um, there's also, there can be jealousy involved. That's a sin being jealous of somebody else's accomplishments, being jealous of the path that someone else has set stay in your lane, you know, look at the instructions that God has for you. Stay the course. Don't grow weary in it. So even when we look at sin, it's not just, you know, the enemy tempting you with different things and, you know, whether it's lust and different, no, but also jealousy covering what somebody else has. Um, anything that hinders, um, it says, uh, let us throw off everything that hinders. Um, <laughs> you know, I think about, you know, after a long day at church, um, you know, I've come to to like suits a little bit, but when I get home is, you know, we go eat, we go through two services here at church. Um, when I was coming up, we used to do three services. And then sometimes after that third, we used to do an eight, a 10 and a 12 o'clock. And then sometimes we would get invited to do so, another service at somebody else's church at four o'clock. Listen, if I'm wearing a suit, a tie and everything is all tight. When I get home, I'm throwing off that suit. <laughs> Listen, like I'm, I'm, I'm taking it off and I'm throwing it, throwing it. You know, probably should have been throwing it in the in the hamper, but I'm throwing it off of me. I think that um, visually, uh, when I think about throwing off, we literally, when things come our way that hinders us, um, things that come to throw us off the course or to get us out of our lane. We have to literally throw those things away. We have to um, remove them from us, get them away um, from us and so that we can continue on that path. So whether it's temptation, um, like I said, whether it's, whether it's jealousy, whether it's coveting, um, whether it's just um, uh, you feeling, um, you know, uh, you dealing with pressure in an unhealthy way and, and, and being discouraged um, with the path that God has set. Remind yourself of Jeremiah 29, 11, that God has a plan to prosper you, to give you hope in the future. You know, keep yourself encouraged. Allow, allow um, God to encourage you through that scripture to know that, no, let me stay the course. Let me not um, get sidetracked by, the, 
by anything that the enemy is trying to use to lie to me. Let me throw those things away from me. Let's go into verse two. It says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. So it's using Jesus as an example. It's saying, look at what Jesus did. Look at how he finished his race. Look at his assignment on this earth and look at how he persevered through and keep your eyes on Jesus. Um, you know, so many times I, I can be on the highway and, you know, you might see somebody and, and, you know, sometimes people are literally falling asleep and I, I just zoom past them. You know, people, you know, leaning into your lane or kind of swerving over there. I'm, I'm getting past them, especially if it's the 18 wheeler. But when we uh, sometimes I go past somebody and I see people on their phones I'm just like, look, man, like we're, we're going 75, 80 miles per hour. We are on not highway 95, 95 North, 95 South. And you got somebody literally looking down at their phone. And that has caused so many accidents that, that causes so many mishaps on the road. And so even in a natural sense, when you're supposed to keep your eyes on the road, you're supposed to stay focused on driving not on this text or, you know, some people, you know, I hope people aren't playing games on their phones or whatever people are doing on their phones. It's important that we, um, as drivers, stay focused. Likewise, in the spirit of saying, keep our eyes on Jesus. I, let me read verse two again. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. And, and then it goes on to say, he's the pioneer, meaning that he went before us. He, he set this path and he's the perfecter of our faith. So when 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 things um, start to look like, you know, you, you don't you're, you're unsure or, you know, your faith starts to waver. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Let's remember. Let's remember Peter as as Peter was sinking. Um, he took his eyes off Jesus and started looking at the circumstances. Keep your eyes on Jesus because he's the perfecter of our faith. Focusing on him, fixing our eyes on him perfects our faith. All right. And then it says, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse three, consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So it says, consider these things that Jesus did. When you keep your eyes on him, consider um, the opposition that he faced. Because we're going to have obstacles, even though we have a lane, even though we have instructions, even though we have a direction that God wants us to go in, we will still have oppositions. But it says, keep our eyes on Jesus and consider what he did so that we will not grow weary and lose heart. So again, I say to you, stay in your lane. It's so important that we don't veer off. Let's not, let's not try to be in somebody else's lane. Let's not try to get ahead of ourselves, but let's finish the course and stay in that lane. So let's go through those three points again. So number one, understand the plan. God has a plan for us. It's important that you understand it. The best way to understand the plan is to spend time with God, the father. He will reveal the plan to you. Number two, follow the plan, follow instructions, listen to what God is telling you to do and do it. It's so simple, but so many of us miss it. And then number three, Stay in your lane. We can celebrate with others. We can admire what others are doing. But remember that God has a plan for you and he wants you to stay focused. Um, and let me go back to uh, point number two, where follow, when I say follow it, follow the plan. But it's very, very, very important 
this is what I see. I've been around great leaders and this is what is, is consistent. The great leaders that I'm around that have had great success, they are thorough. They are excellent. Whatever. Um, and some of them I've been able to see grow. Um, like Even like my parents, I've been able to see them grow and 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 reap the, the rewards of being faithful. But they had the same tenacity, the same level of excellence, the same uh, level of detail um, before the reward was there. When things were small, when nobody saw, they were excellent. They, they, they pushed and they strived to do their best as unto God. And so I say to you, you know, stay in your lane, you know, um, know the plan, get to know the plan, follow the plan, and then make sure you stay that course and stay with the plan. God bless you. Make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, leave a comment. Um, you may not be seeing too much of me. You know, we're, we're, we're waiting co-pastor, um, you know, to get back from her break. And, um, you know, much needed, but it was been great spending time with you guys today or whenever you're watching this, I'm signing out. God bless. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org and follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.org.